Welcome to Two Pete in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Two Pete in a Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 20. And as usual, it is me, Dr. Simon Strawn, and my friend and colleague, Dr. Michael Platten. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Continuing on our journey down the respiratory airway, moving from the croupy larynx we did last episode, we ended by talking about tracheitis and bronchitis as part of that croup complex. So let's today focus rather on bronchitis. So, Mike, what do you what do you think of bronchitis? What how would you define it? What do you think the important messages and about people should know about bronchitis? So, when we talk about bronchitis, as we've spoken about in our previous episodes, that we need to know where in the lungs it's causing an issue. So, bronchitis is how we describe the infection in the bronchi. So, this is not in the trachea, the middle. The, the main airway, it's the one that branches off from there. So the large airways. As we get into the smaller airways, we get bronchioles, or therefore bronchiolitis, which causes issues in babies, in children. But now bronchitis is when you get a viral infection, and it's purely viral. In adults as well, would you yes. say? Yes. Yeah. So purely viral. And it infects the lining of the airways, which makes a very, very hoarse, or like coarse, cough that is hacking and persistent and it just takes forever to get better and it's normally quite productive just because of that inflammation of that airway but sometimes it doesn't have to be but the majority is it just sounds like a very wet cough if you put your hand on your child's chest you're going to feel this rough going as they cough now we don't expect the with the bronchitis that it's going to go any Deeper, it can, but normally it just localizes to the airways. And there's not that much we can do about it. That's other right. than give time for it to get better. There's stuff we can use, like we can try nebulize, we can try and give other medicine, but there's not that much we can do. That's, I always think about it as, you, you've, even on TV you'll see these adverts, is it a wet cough or a dry cough? Now my understanding of this is that just about any of these viral infections that affect the respiratory system go through a phase of having a dry cough and then a wet cough. Because when the virus starts, the virus is going to cause inflammation and irritation. So you're going to be irritated and coughing because the virus is irritating your airway. And then once your immune system has identified what the virus is and your immune system starts to mount a response, that's when the mucus comes. So you go from dry to wet. And very often you'll actually, we use that in our, in our clinical diagnosis to go, if you're coughing a lot and it's very wet, you're probably at the recovery phase of this. Because mm. remember, from the tip of your nose down to the base of both your lungs, the lining inside on your airway is exactly the same. Yeah. So if you imagine the amount of yellow stuff you can produce in your nose, that phlegmy, <laughs> snotty stuff, when yeah. you have an infection in your bronchus like you've described, that's exactly what's happening in your bronchus mm. when the you thick, get to that sticky phase. Stuff. It's sticky. That's mm. right. So you go from this kind of dry, irritated phase where you're coughing because of that. That's more kind of a throaty cough. Mm. So it's like more, more like a post-nasal type exactly. cough. And then you start getting the sticky stuff coming. Now you're hacking. Mm. 
And that's when you're coughing like really bad in the morning when you lie down because the stuff's just collected through the night and you have to hock up this really <laughs> sticky stuff. And yeah. then as you start to improve, it becomes really much more slimy and slippery. And then mm. it starts to expectorate and come out when you're coughing. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the thing of bronchitis. And as you said, I mean, it can last Weeks, 14 to 18 yeah. days is not unusual mm. for this. Yeah. And, and we can give antibiotics, but it's not going to do a thing. Antibiotics do nothing. <laughs> and, and this is not, and the amazing thing is that because this is not in the lung tissues, it's not a pneumonia. Mm. When you examine children with bronchitis, or even adults for that matter, what you're not going to see generally is you're not going to see rapid distressed breathing. Because mm-hmm. the airway or the, the little air sacs that do the oxygen exchange in the body are not affected. Are not affected. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see that. When you examine them, at most what you're going to hear is that little bit of a rattle. You said about when you put your hands on the chest and you feel the yeah. So yeah. very often if you're doing that. That's a bronchitis because it's bubbling around in the bigger airways. Mm. So when you listen with a stethoscope, you'll hear this little, what we call ronchi, this, yeah. this little kind of crackling sound. Very coarse. So you stop and you say to the patient, give me a good cough. And they cough once, they cough twice, listen again, it's clear. Yeah. That's typically what a bronchitis does. Mm. Which is different to a pneumonia because yes. when we listen, it's little, almost like snap, crackle, pop in the airways. All the all, time. All the time. And it doesn't clear when in, you cough. No, yeah. And in that situation, that patient is going to have fever, and rapid breathing as well and, and be coffee, quite yes. distressed. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so how can we assist when you have a bronchitis or when your child has a bronchitis? We need to target the different things that happen. So one is the mucus. We can use a mucolytic, something that breaks down the mucus, like acetylcysteine. Uh, you can use certain cough mixtures that are also shown to reduce the, the the thickness and stickiness. So that's like something called Prospan. Mm. Uh, the other thing that I was talking about was ACC or... Amucol. Amucol, help. yeah. There's lots lots on the market. and Or Mucospect. And then if you really have a nebulizer, you can try use some like what we call hypertonic saline. So that's 3% saline. And what that does is it just pulls all the gunk away from the airways because it's got lots of salt. And it makes all that stuff loose so that when you cough, it comes out and it dries the airways as well. That's a fairly new thing uh, for mm. me anyway. Um, this has only been around for about four or five years that mm. we're using 3% saline routinely. Uh, and we learned this from young children with who get bronchiolitis, which is a slightly different thing, but it's all about the stickiness. Yeah. Uh, and it works It works quite very nicely. Works but nicely, just, yeah. just remember, if you get a nebulizer at home, you have to put the mask on the face. Mm. And you have to have a good nebulizer. Otherwise, yeah. it's actually just not going to make any difference. Because mm. we're looking at the size of the particles that yeah. are coming out. It needs to be very, very fine so they can actually get into the airways. I think another point about what can we do about it is, you know, we always talk about the viruses start at the top and they go down the lung. Uh, and we'll often have mums and dads coming and saying, I just want to try and prevent this getting to the chest. Mm. And the sad answer is you can't. You can't. We've discussed this before. You the can't. virus is going to do its business, and the business is in the nose and in the chest. That's where it's going. Mm. So this is really about just making your child feel better. And remember, even if there's not a fever, you know this from yourselves when you've been sick. When you cough as much mm. as you cough, you your throat gets sore, and mm. your ribs get sore, and your muscles get sore, and your diaphragm gets sore. So you need to be using the paracetamols for pain. Mm. Remember in young children, they want to breathe through their noses. So make sure the nose is clear all the time. But yeah, if you've ever had a common cold, when your sinuses are full of stuff, you are uncomfortable. Very, so clean it's it terrible. Out. And then remember with children, 
you as the parent need to make sure they're getting enough nutrition and liquid. Mm. So you need to really be clever here and use small amounts frequently. And this is long before we even try to do something about the coughing and the mucus <laughs> because, you know, again, that's going to last a long time, but it is about that. And then obviously at night, try and keep them a little bit elevated, even just for them to fall asleep. Yeah. Helps them to fall asleep. Does a humidifier in the room make a difference? Generally, no, it doesn't. But if you're yeah, it's not going to moisturize that that thick, sticky stuff. No, and enough. often if it's really, really a powerful humidifier, it's going to make everything wet, uh, and it might ma- actually make them cough more. But generally, my sense of it is, if you're in that phase where your child is really hacking and hacking and coughing and just can't seem to clear the phlegm and you've done everything you can and you have a, a humidifier that is cleaned and sterile, please. Don't just take it out the top yeah. of the cupboard and switch it on. And if you find it makes a massive difference, well, then try it. Yeah. That's really what this is about, is do mm. what, what we can do. Would you recommend re- Would you recommend physio? No. Why? Yeah. So when we look at the sinuses and the, and the lungs producing the same amount of fluid or gunk, you can do physio now. And in 15 minutes, the gunk is back. And it's traumatic for your child? Oh, absolutely, yes. It's terrible. That's putting tubes down to suck stuff out. And as Michael says, literally by the time you get home, the virus is still there and producing all the mucus. So you've, you've gained absolutely nothing. Mm. Uh, you, you gained an unhappy child. That's and, that, and, and there's very, there's <laughs> very good evidence that doing physio in this kind of bronchitis environment makes no difference. It doesn't make you get better faster. It doesn't even help your symptoms. It really is very distressing for the child. So that's not something that we do. Mm. So I think that's about it. So invariably. But what about, what do I do it? What about, what about rubbing Vicks on the feet and other things on the pillow? And what's your thought about that? So the Vicks on the feet and, or okay, Vicks in general, just uh, eucalyptus. Hmm. That's what it is. A menthol Yes. What it does is it opens your airways, but normally just your sinuses. It doesn't actually get into the lungs. The moment it gets into the lungs, it's going to irritate the lungs and cause them to rather Mm. close off. So it's more to get the airways open Mm. than anything else, which you can do with a good saline spray and suck. Mm. Bearing in mind that's going to be there in another 15 minutes. Yeah, but you know, if you walk into your child's bedroom and there's this like wafty smell of menthol or something, then you Mm. also feel like you've done something. I know from my own experience. Uh, and it can it can make the nose a bit runny and it can make it a little bit easier. But Mike's point is right. Don't use too much of it. Don't have it too close to the face. That's why you put mm-hmm. it on the feet. Not because it works through the feet, but just yeah. so it's far enough away. So it doesn't make your eyes burn. It doesn't make your nose burn when you breathe it in. It's yeah. literally just enough to help scent the air so that the mucus, so that it makes mm-hmm. your nose run watery. Yeah. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. And you can also use something called carvel. Yeah, there are and a number of like steaming things. And it's yeah. just there are a number. Those. There are a number of those. The market that yeah. you drop on pillows, and but it's not going to change the lungs. No, <laughs> it's going to no. change everything else. But it is. I mean, it's all part of the symptomatic treatment. Like, what can you yeah. do to keep the airway clear? What can you do to help to relieve the cough? Remember, the other thing we haven't mentioned is is suppressing the cough. Mm. There was there were medications on the market in South Africa that have just been taken off the market that contained a thing called falcodine. They have been removed from the market. They were cough suppressants. So we don't actually want to suppress this cough. You want to try and help the child to cough more effectively by loosening up the phlegm and to cough the phlegm out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, it just stays there. It stays. There. Needs to get out. I think that's a good place to end. So if your children have allowed you to, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, 
please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.careforkids.co.za and that's the numeral four and subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook at two Pete in a podcast at two Pete in a podcast TWO not the numerical two this is our disclaimer the information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion we're giving it to you for your own information Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.